Good afternoon. How is everyone? This is Conversations with Chris. And as you know by now, I am Chris, which uh, I am currently sitting down by the ocean because you guys know that's where I broadcast from. Uh, best place ever because it's just beautiful. Beaches are beautiful. Breeze is beautiful. And I'm sitting in my van, yeah. Conversion vans, van life. Hashtag. Um, so, hey, anyway, welcome to another episode of Conversations with Chris, where today you guys have the very lucky opportunity to have Patty Davis, uh, who is probably the one person that can ask the most poignant questions in the world to get you guys the most poignant information possible. So, Patty, how are you today? What did you ask me? Patty, how are you today? I'm wonderful. I couldn't really hear you very well. <laughs> Sorry. We won't edit that out. That was cute. So. <laughs> Just to let you guys know, if you're not used to being on a microphone, <laughs> it's a little different. So when you guys get ready to do your conversations with Chris, trust me when I tell you that uh, you guys should go ahead and put headphones on now. Go get you a microphone, a fake one, whatever, and start looking at it and start practicing talking into it. Because the first few episodes, as I'm sure you could tell, I was a little uh, off. And now Patty gets to be her first time here, which we're always like... No, no, you're too close to the mic. Back up from the mic. No, too close. Too far away. Now get closer. So anyway, you get the game. It's pretty fun. So Patty, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. It's beautiful out here, isn't it? It's amazing and a beautiful day looking out the ocean, as it always is. That's right. It's such a nice place, too. It's hard to believe that, what, quarter mile from here, I just shared with you one of my most uh, crazy yet angelic-like experiences that I've ever had, right? I guess that was absolutely uh, an amazing thing to see and have you walk me through what the stories I've heard so many times before. Should I tell the story? Should I let them update? Yeah, tell the story. So you guys that I don't, don't know about this story, it was when I was about 18 years old, I was uh, walking from a pizza hut over to a gas station across the street from a friend of mine's house who I was friends with. Well, apparently my friends had been selling drugs, um, unbeknownst to me, and uh, I was just having lunch with them. Well, I walk over from Pizza Hut to this gas station, which we just visited these places, and the gas station attendant is a guy, and he says to me, he says, hey, I don't know what you're doing over there, but I just got to tell you, I don't like cops. And he's like, so whatever you're doing, you're being watched. And I was like, hmm, that's weird. Never had a gas station attendant ever. Uh, warned me about anything ever so the fact they were warning me about this was a little crazy anyway I took what he said seriously and so I was um, let's just say prepared for whatever comes my way so I walk across the street hit the parking lot of where my friends stay and they had gone ahead and left before me and um, when I hit the parking lot I was bombarded by the DEA FBI um, I won't tell you what city I'm in but their police department and uh, a number of other people and they grabbed me in the parking lot right as i walked in they searched me and threw me up against the car handcuffed me the whole nine yards and then drug me from the street where i walk across where i just showed you patty and they drug me back to a room that i knew my friends were staying in but i had no affiliation with so they threw me in there and they told me that i was going to prison and that i was a part of everything that was going on and i said well show me the warrant and they did, and they did not have my name on it. And I was like, I don't have a car here that's registered to me, which I didn't. And also, they picked me up in the parking lot and drug me into this person's place. So, 
as I kept telling them, I'm just an innocent bystander. Now that I know them, of course. But was I really just kind of an innocent bystander who got sucked into a situation? Absolutely. And uh, by the end of five hours of them, you know, threatening me and uh, seating me with, like, you know, a gun and handcuffs, um, they ended up taking them to jail. And then they somehow just left me in this place that wasn't mine, that I had never been in, that I had no car affiliation with. They just left me there. They handed me a glass of water and a cigarette and said, sorry about the inconvenience. Have a great day. Now, they picked me up in the parking lot. So, arguably, if I didn't know whose place it was, I'm now hanging out in their place and when they get home. But, um, you know, roundabout story was, was the next day was that I went back over to the gas station to thank the gas station attendant. Gas station attendant was a male. And when I walked in and asked, you know, who that could have been, they told me they had no male people working at the store at all so i don't know if you believe in angels or guidance or um you know souls that have come back to protect you or whatever but i'll tell you one thing right now it doesn't make any sense to me first of all why is a guy working at a gas station i'm just kidding first of all why is a guy warning me from a gas station second of all he doesn't even really work there and then on top of all that that whole situation happened and it you know very easily could have been sent me to prison had they had any kind of documentation or anything on me but had nothing on my person had nothing and i had no car i had no nothing tie there so it was one of those situations now i look back and I'm like man i had a really good lawsuit on my hands but i didn't even know it at the time because they scared the shit out of me so who do you think your angel was that day i would say my grandma Kay. my grandma Kay has always been my protector she's my she was always my one person that taught me how to love she was the one person who taught me how to forgive she was the one person who taught me how to let things go and not take them personally and uh you know if there had to be an angel out there it would have been her uh however this time she was still alive so could have still been her angelic presence but i've had four or five of these situations happen to me over my life and uh thus far i have survived and come out of all of them on the other side so i do believe that i do have a protective spirit energy or a person that is watching my ass because there's no reason I should be here when others aren't that I've grown up with. So, Patty, tell me what else you're going to tell me today. She's going to have a lot of questions for me because if you guys know Patty Davis, Patty Davis is a, she's kind of got like a, you know, a little bit of an OCD thing going on. So she's super, super like organized. Like she does. Tell us what you do for a living there, Patty. Um, I work in IT. I'm a systems analyst, uh, which means I go through systems. Currently, I work for databases and ERPs, which... Um, I solve problems and I analyze the situations to make them come out better. So if you can imagine someone like me who, after you guys know, I mean, head injury and being pretty lackadaisical about all things in life, someone like Patty in my life was like essential, right? I needed somebody to help me organize and make sense of shit. Well, turns out she made such sense of it all that then she started making a list of things that she just thought might help or not help my life and improve things. But always with good heart now a lot of those things we shot down because as we know chris didn't need those particular things but i appreciate the effort so we'll see how the questions come out today because she's pretty uh pretty intelligent and she's going to ask me some pretty uh, smart questions and i'm going to answer them and i'm going to tell you guys exactly what the truth is about the answers that she asked me for the questions that she asked me anybody have any questions <laughs> so do you ever feel unbalanced or not centered and if so, 
how or why? It's a really good question, and it's one that probably people wonder all the time. If you guys have been listening, you know that by now that we have had a really, really strong, like, start. And uh, all of that's based on the concept of the idea that I am who I say I am, which is somebody who's centered and balanced all my life. And uh, for those of you who don't know me, but have probably met me or come across me in passing, um, I do appear that I never have a single moment where I am out of balance or off center. Uh, but that's not true. The reality is, is that uh, I'm a human being just like everybody else. And the harder that you or the more that you attempt to keep things from ever allowing them to affect you, the more you have to find a route or an avenue to get rid of those things that do affect you so that they don't carry around with you forever and fester. So I will say that, you know, when I do have those moments, I have those right people in my life who are there to listen to me, uh, hold space for me. And then on top of that, wait for me to realize how stupid I'm being because at the end of the day, let's be honest, all this reptilian brain stuff that we talk about, where you just wake up, go through the motions, you're part of a existence that you feel detached from. All this is nonsense. It's all just falsities that we created in our heads. And so for me, even when those start to take over, I know that I have a few people that I can count on that are always going to rope me back into place and get me back onto the guy that you guys know and love and listen to every week. So does that answer your question, Patty? It does, um, but thinking about a specific example... What do you do to find balance when you become uncentered? Well, for me, as you know, meditation is my biggest problem. And the most times that I find myself imbalanced or out of balance is, um, is due to a lack of consistency in my schedule. And that consistency means that, like, in order for me to find my best self, I know the, the recipe to make that best self happen. Just like if I were making a cake. Have you guys ever watched these cake shows where they, like, got to mimic the cake? Uh, it's some crazy stuff, right? Like, my friend Sherry Myers, she won't mind me saying this, but she's a super talented cake maker. But if this lady ever brought a cake to me and then asked me to make a cake just like it, it's not going to come out anything like that cake because she's just got a skill and a gift for that. But the process that she goes through to build that cake is the exact same process that we go through to do everything we do in life. And if we don't follow the process to the T and we miss the nutmeg, we miss the vanilla extract, we forget to throw in that one little piece, then everything becomes out of balance. And so usually when I'm out of balance, it's because I've A, been traveling for a while, B, I haven't had my normal routine, and C, somewhere along that way, I obviously missed one of the key ingredients that I have that makes me balanced. Um, so usually by finding my way back to my, my routine, back to my way of living, and back to the people that actually, you know, help me to see things the way I see them. I find my way out. So it never lasts very long, as you know. This is very true, and I can attest to that. So you often say to me, be the bigger person. Do you always have to be the bigger person? And what's the, how do you uh, coach somebody into understanding that concept? That's a great question. So do you always have to be the bigger person? No. And the matter of fact, the answer is, is you never, ever have to be the bigger person. 
That is not something that becomes obligatory. It's not something that you're going to wake up and all of a sudden one day feel the urge to be the bigger person all the time. It's actually something that you have to practice. And you know when you go into it and becoming the bigger person in any situation, that more than likely that whole situation is going to get warped around you to where you will become the bad person in the situation. And here's the funny thing about the whole idea of turn the other cheek, be the bigger person, is is that it doesn't matter to me what position or what role these people decide that they want to put me in in this said story that they're making up. Um, that's not important to me. What is important to me is that whatever role I fill allows people the ability to let go of the things that they're carrying through life because of the fact that I was willing to let go of whatever it is in this particular situation that people are trying to get me to acknowledge or say that I am. Does that make sense? Yes. So it's very important to me that people understand that if you want my cousin, who you guys will eventually get to see on the podcast, and by the way, if there's anyone on this earth who makes me look calm and real passive and real under control, it's my cousin. He's also like my big brother, okay? So he's pretty much raised me my whole life. But this guy's six foot four, two hundred and fifty five pounds, and intense as a beep 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 beep. I don't know if I have to beat my own words out or not, but it just sounded like a fun thing to do. But anyway, when I get him on the show, whoo, you guys are gonna have a really fun ride for that one. That one'll be good. You met him, what do you think, babe? <laughs> Your description is very accurate and um I will say there is no pauses in conversation when the two of you are together. So that's going to be an interesting podcast for sure. Here's the other thing about him. He loves me more than anybody. But he also would love nothing more than to be able to pose questions to me that are going to disprove who I am. So for those of you out there who are waiting to see whether or not I'm going to show up and continue to be who I am, when you see that my family, my cousin, my closest person in my life to me, when he gets on the podcast, is going to let loose on a bunch of questions. Now, this guy's raised me pretty much since I was about 12, 13 years old. And has taught me a majority of the things I knew up until a certain point. But his goal will not be to make me look good. His goal will be to make me, make myself look good because it's who I am. And if I am who I am, then his questions will not be able to phase me. So for those of you listening, those of you who are paying attention... Trust me when I tell you, we do not set the schedule with people that are going to be easy on me, that people are going to be um, in any way compassionate towards me. The people that we have asking the questions these days right now, starting the conversations, are all going to be people that we're going to be, you're going to be really glad that I chose because I could have chose a lot of people to do the conversations with. A lot of those people would do anything and everything I asked them to do no matter what. So there would be no real challenge to the conversation it would just be me doing more of what i can do which is force my views not force but utilize my views as options in their life so that they have that as a, a chance to choose so anyway neither here nor there patty is going to be one of those people that you guys she's on your side she wants me to give you the best answers possible and she wants to see if i'm going to deliver on who i say i am and I will tell you that I know his cousin, and I've had many uh, 
deep conversations with him and he has validated just about everything um, that you've ever told me um, even when your stories sound like they are um, embellished or more grandiose than possible I will tell you now that is not the case every lick of it is true there's been several people in his family who have validated many of the stories that you're just like that can't possibly be the case <laughs> you know especially that many things different things over and over again <laughs> There's truly a point to my life that most people, if you read it in a book, which, by the way, my book's coming out later this year, and it's called Overcoming All, which is also um, my coaching name on the most beautiful app on the web right now, the most successful, growing, fastest growing app on the web, app on your computer. Go there. Download me as your coach. Use my code PACE, no, Chris, Chris20. On there, and you'll get twenty percent off if you upgrade your membership. But on that website, you can get free sessions with me, one on one. Talk to me. You can also ask me questions directly to my cell phone all day, every day. And I'll be your focus coach all day, every day, whether I'm sitting in front of a mic or computer or not. You can have me as your focus coach, Patty. You've been using me as your focus coach for a while now. What would you say is going on? Um, it's actually really great. There are uh, different opportunities in the website to. Um where you can adjust what your focuses are and what things distract you from your focus. Um, so if you know that picking up your phone during the day while you're working, um, you can set it to distract, to know that you're being distracted by your phone. And Chris's lovely and beautiful voice will say things like, are messages distracting you right now? And, you know, you can answer the question, yes or no. Because sometimes, you know, you need to be on an application that might be normally a distraction, um, but it isn't uh, in that particular moment. So... Um, he gives words of encouragement throughout the day and uh, lots of opportunities and I've messaged him through the app myself and he responds very quickly and uh, poignantly. Which, you know, I don't know how many of you guys are used to having access to the people you're listening to as inspiration, but for me as somebody who studied um, podcasters, the difference between me and everyone else is that the podcasters that I study are usually dead. And I don't know why that is. I just believe there was a lot of information that needs to be passed on from generation to generation. And some of the people that I listen to were part of a generation that no longer is here. So it's not a matter of a negative thing, good thing, bad thing. But what it is a matter of is that, is it possible that there needs to be philosophers alive at all times during this world? And in the 21st century, we don't use the word philosopher as a valid term for anyone anymore. But what is really a philosopher? Philosopher is somebody who simply offers a different perspective on a simple situation that could possibly be another way of looking at it. And whether or not that's right or wrong, or whether or not you agree with it now, or if I have to die in 100 years after I die, people listen to my podcast, then they go, wow, this guy really knew what he was talking about. Either way, it's easy to acknowledge that, hey, this guy is a legitimate philosopher legitimate philosopher <laughs> i mean like uh, i'm glad you said it not me because really it was like i don't know i don't know why it's so hard to say that but it is something that's a difficult state statement to claim for yourself so but i am a legitimate philosopher because the philosophies that i offer are different than the mainstream offerings and so that's all that really is and so um it's my goal to bring you guys something different something unique Something that may help your life, but simply through an option of, I see things differently than most people do. Maybe it's because I got smacked in the head. Maybe not. Maybe that was always my destiny. 
Maybe not. Maybe I needed that injury in order for it to break loose. We don't know yet, but all we do know is that a lot of people right now are really enjoying listening to me talk. So we'll keep talking. All right, so there's a quote that we've talked about before, and um, it's by Shakespeare, and he says, there's nothing that is good or bad, but thinking makes it so. What's your interpretation of that? So the idea that there's good or bad is really irrelevant in life. There's no such thing as good or bad. The reason that we have to define things as good or bad is because it's how they affect us in our lives at that point in time. Which is the other part that gets left out a lot, right? Because time is completely an issue. A situation that might have arisen um, five years ago would maybe at that time have been something that would have legitimately made me feel differently about the way that I respond. Versus now, five years later, that same exact question or that same situation can arise. And for some reason, I, I handle it completely different. So time is a major factor in our decisions and how things affect us. Now, to incorporate what Patty asked, ask me again, please. Uh, your interpretation of there's nothing that is good or bad, but thinking makes it so. Okay, so what that, to me, this is super easy to see. For those of you who don't, super, wow. Hey, Lee, how you doing, buddy? Super, super. Uh, my buddy Lee listen to this and laugh. But he says super a lot. Anyway, <laughs> there's, to me, there's two different conversations happening there. Why does it want to know what the, how did you phrase it again? Phrase it one more time for me. There is nothing that is good or bad, but thinking makes it so. So in the conversation of good or bad, we're not talking about thinking. We're not talking about intelligent mind. We're not talking about the actual like rational logical brain that most of us would like to use through life so that, that we make our best decisions but what they're doing is they're saying that emotionally speaking if you believe in good or bad which i do not believe because obviously there's a duality in nature and there's a podcast coming up all about that the duality of nature is, is that you can't have hot without cold and you can't have good without bad so most people classify things in those terms but the way that I see them is a little bit different. I see bad things that happen to people as educational experiences versus I see good things that happen to people as things that you should enjoy. So rather than good or bad, I see things that you could enjoy or things you can learn from. So those are the two different spectrums that I see. Now, when you add intelligence into that and you add the ability to start thinking about what you feel, well, now you've got yourself a problem, right? Because now we bring into place ego or self right same word but are you willing as a human being even if you know that you're wrong are you willing to allow yourself to be the kind of person who admits to someone else that you are wrong that you stand corrected and that you will allow their view their insight their words to affect your life and that's something that intelligence tells you, no, 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 right? Protect me, only me, I'm the only thing that matters. Don't listen to anybody else. But as soon as you bring that into play, it does make you have to think about the balance of good and bad. So on two different spectrums, the idea of keeping good and bad as good and bad is silly. The more you learn to realize that there's no such thing that's good or anything that's bad, it's just simply what it is, the situations we have to go through, 
then that takes care of that. Now, when you add the intelligence factor, this is where it comes down to, are you the kind of person who will listen to someone else who may have a better perspective than you and acknowledge that better perspective? And then, after listening to their perspective, will you go back to that same scenario of whether or not it's good or bad and actually decide for yourself again from the new perspective that you learned from your mentor, your guidance, your teacher, your guru, your whatever you want to call it. Does that answer the question? It does. Um, there's been several times that, you know, we've talked about a situation where you've given me a new perspective, whether it was something I was mulling over from the past or a situation I was going through um, in a current situation that, you know, we often say, I did the best that I could at the time with what I knew then. You've given me the perspective of many times where I have to go back to that and say I did exactly what I could do with what I had at the time. Um, but with new perspective that's been given to me by you, I can revisit those situations and then if something similar comes up in the future, I can handle them in a different, uh, different light, so to speak. Beautifully said. And so that's exactly the idea of, of what we're trying to accomplish here is that the reality is, is that if you do the same thing over and over and expect a different result, it's the definition of insanity insanity and that's correct and i i have never verified that but it certainly makes a lot of sense <laughs> that that would be the definition it's on the internet so it must be and true. it's what everybody else says is the definition of insanity but but here's my joe rogan but again i'm not stealing that by the way i don't know if he coined it or if, you know copyrighted but but hear me out if you don't decide to make the same decision over and over and over and over again or rather, decide to listen to your mentors, your teachers, and the people who are around you. Which, if you ever notice that when you're going through something that's a struggle, if you really stop and look around, there's a lot of people around you that you can learn a lot from. But in order to do that, you got to put your guard down, you got to let yourself become vulnerable, and you've got to accept that the information they have is actually going to be relevant and poignant in your life. And so what I look at it as is that, I see the majority of the population of people out there looking at life through the pin of a needle, the hole of a needle, right? And that's how they see things, is through that little tiny pinhole, which the reason that they're so focused on the issues in their life that are happening is because when you look through that eye of a needle, you can't see anything else, right? Because you're so into that moment right there. Do you understand what I'm talking about? I do. You can't see the forest for the trees. Exactly. But if you took a step back, two steps back from that needle and looked around, could you actually see the big picture of things? You can definitely start having a new perspective so you can understand the uh, steps it takes to get there. And so when people come to me and ask me, am I clairvoyant or am I like, you know, what are the other words, psychic and all these other things? Is it, I, when people ask me this, I kind of think to myself, I'm not looking at life through the pinhole. So I'm looking at life from a macro standpoint. Is that right? It's micro is close. It is. Macro and you can offer the perspective of, of objectivity when you're going through something, or at least when I'm going through something. It it's hard to um, always remember that listening, you know, I'm so close to the situation that my emotions are going to take over sometimes. And it's still, that's always a learning process of not letting your emotions rule your choices and decisions. And that's something I've been learning from you for a long time. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, we talked about that in the very first episode, close the door. 
and um, and it was all about you know not letting your emotions dictate your entire life and what it really boils down to is that when you really pay attention uh, the emotions that we have are usually based on how we feel at that moment and a lot of those emotions that we feel aren't coming from the situation that we're having they're coming from past situations that have happened to us or that we've been a victim of or that we've been whatever involved in and those emotions are telling us to behave a certain way simply because of the way that it happened last time but the reality is, is that that doesn't mean that it's going to happen this time the same way it's just our fear has driven us back into what it is that we thought we always knew which was how to handle these situations so now you have a new opportunity where you can actually handle these situations from a logical and healthy perspective instead of going through that whole emotional roller coaster but people have to deny that part of them that is speaking to them which is not your truth by the way i don't know how many of you guys listened to the last episode of looks like a lot actually because it's quickly taking over and becoming one of the number one episodes so me talking about truth apparently hit some nerves you guys liked it yep well i definitely listened to it a couple of times uh to get some perspective out of it and um, since listening to it there's certain things i've heard just in life that you know sometimes when you start thinking about red cars all of a sudden you start seeing all kinds of red cars right so i started hearing a lot more about people's truth and what that means so something that came up from that for me was uh, i heard someone say life is all about learning to balance your dreams with your truth do you agree or disagree with that balance your dreams with your truth well well to me okay so I remember from where i sit right now i see things much differently than most people would that be safe yes that's very safe right very safe. very safe to say and that's not an insult that's not like a dig just have a different perspective than most people so to balance your dreams with your truth your truth in so my living your truth, in my mind i wake up every day and i live my truth and because I do, I also live every day seeking my dreams by living my truth. So to me, the two are synonymous. I can never become what I dream to become without living my truth first. So it's an obligation or a uh, prerequisite, as they would say in college, right? It's prerequisite to searching for your dream, following your dream, is first and foremost, can you... Listen to yourself and know that that's who you really are. And will that be your first step in the process? So for me, my truth is my dream. And my dream won't happen unless I live my truth. So I see those things as being synonymous. However, I do believe the way you're asking me is not meant for me. It's meant for the rest of the people out there. Mm -hmm. And what you're saying is, is if your dream doesn't align with your truth, should you figure out which one to follow? Gotcha. Okay, check. So if your dream does not align with your truth, which I'm sure by now, as you heard me say that, you know exactly what I was going to say, which is what? Always live your truth. If your dream doesn't align with your truth, get your dream in line with your truth. Start living your truth and watch that your dream will happen because the practice, the journey is the prize. There isn't like some, I've heard someone once tell me in human beings in society, we feel like we're all practicing for the big game that's coming ahead. But what we don't realize is that we're already like six innings into the game. So we're almost done 
playing this game and we're still thinking that we're practicing for the real thing which is a really good analogy to what we live right that's literally how we live our lives but now that you've heard that statement i dare you to stop for a second and think wow i'm halfway through the big game have i accomplished or done any of the things i want to do and if you haven't then i would ask you to make a list for me send it to me and tell me one side i want you to write your dreams one side i want you to write your truths and it's up to i guarantee you i get to make a list yes make a list <laughs> make a chart but i guarantee you when you bring me those two things they will align there was no way that your dreams are going to be something that doesn't align with your truth because if it does and let's say that your truth is that i want to speak always honestly and openly with everyone that i come in contact with with compassion and love but yet then one of your dreams is to be an actor well by definition <laughs> the job of acting would require you to lie right which isn't a nasty lie it's not a negative thing it's just what their job is is to pretend pretending is fine pretending is fun we do it from a very young age but if it's your dream to be an actor but your truth is to always be honest with everyone around you you're probably going to run into a lot of struggles along the way. It doesn't mean that you can't eventually make them line. I do believe that you could act on subjects and topics that you really feel align with your truth, and those would be far more successful. So for example, my podcast. Did I want to do this podcast? Did you? But did you think that I wanted to? Was it something that you saw? You know how I am. How often do you see me come up with an idea? And then how long does it take me from idea to conception for me to make it happen? Not very long when it's uh, one of your dreams. And so was this one of my dreams? It absolutely was. But it is. Did I do what it took to make it happen? You did. But how long did it take me? Mm, that's hard <laughs> to say depending on where you want to go back from the first time we talked about it or from when you realized it was time. Because there there's a big difference there when you realized that making your dream come true. Um, there was a time and a place for that to the process to finally begin so my dream has always been to help people and that's what I wake up and live every day and there's a lot of people that don't know me or think they know me or that have spent some time with me that would like to say otherwise about me and those people I would welcome you to come and be on the show because I would really love to hear you tell people about anything that I've ever said to you in the past or in the, in the near in the now that didn't align with who I say I am now because if I did and it's 10 years old and it was a different me then I would love the opportunity to apologize first of all because at that point in time I was not who I am today but second of all I'd also like you to realize that what I'm doing right now is one of the most difficult challenging humbling and embarrassing things that I've ever been asked to do in my life and the reason I'm doing it is because you know what I've had so many students come up to me and say, Chris, you know, your image and what you can do on your hands is very intimidating. But once you come and take your workshop, once you've attended your workshop, you realize that you are the perfect person to be your teacher because of the fact that you are not what you appear to be through your photos and your images. And I didn't know if I should take that as a compliment or an insult for many years because, to be honest, I love my images and I think they're beautiful. But I'm not naive, and I also know that what I do on my hands and on my arms, that I make people revere the balances that I can accomplish, is merely for one point. And that one point is so that I can get them to listen to what I have to say.
because I believe that what I have to say will change their life more than anything. If they want to learn how to do the arm balances, of course I offer that. But at the end of the day, I know that if I can get their attention, then I can get them to listen. And if they listen, then they're going to gain massive benefits. I agree. One of the things I've learned with you, too, is um, you help people and they start feeling your advice and feeling the changes in their life. And then sometimes they sort of slip back into their old bad habits because um, it's comfortable um, and whatnot. So I've discovered that the people who stay in contact with you, who continue to work with you rather than uh, staying, okay, great, I got all your advice and moving on, um, are the ones who are most successful in making the change that they think they want in their lives. 100%. So uh, definitely not only consistency on their own <coughs> part, but continuing to have you as a coach, which is why you've also been one of my coaches um, throughout our relationship, and I continue to value that. And I encourage people who hear the podcast to uh, look at him as a coach ongoing and that it's not something that's going to happen overnight. You have to practice and listen to all of your advice. As you know from listening to my podcast, it was never my goal, nor my intention, nor any desire of mine to become people's teacher. But as we talked about a few episodes back where people promote from within themselves, they don't give you the choice. And unfortunately, if you're destined to be a teacher, you're going to be a teacher whether you like it or not. And it's going to be at the time when the universe is ready for you to be a teacher. And so I didn't set out to be a mentor, a coach, or teacher, but you're 100% right that without the day-to-day coaching that I receive from my mentors and my teachers, then I can never maintain who I am Mm -hmm. for everyone else around me. So therefore, I would have to derive that without the coaching of me as your coach and teacher, day in and day out, as you go through life helping you to make healthier more positive decisions with your life then you're not going to be able to hold on or stay steadfast to that concept that you believe you are going to become when you listen to my podcast without my my intimate connection with you and this is why i started that connection with center.app is because these people came to me and offered me the opportunity to have my people contact me directly And I'm telling you guys, right now I'm already in the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people listening to my podcast. How long before I can no longer answer emails or text messages? So I don't have a lot of my personal information out there. But Centered.app has a direct link to me where you can honestly message me any time of day you want. Ask me any question you want. Have a teleconference with me on there, which is free for your first 30-minute session. So you can ask me a bunch of questions. Also, you can buy life coaching with me on there. You can buy training with me on there. And the beautiful people at Centered have made all this possible for me. And they are designing their program to build around what I want to do, which I believe is to be able to help people. But also, as you pointed out, without me being consistently a part of someone's life, then they're going to fall back into the old habits because familiarity is comfortable for us. It is. And it doesn't matter if that familiarity is healthy or not. Yeah. It's just familiar, and I've told you this many times, people go back to what's familiar. It might not be the best thing for you, but it's aren't your familiar, so you know what the the emotion or the uh, act is going to make you feel like, so at least you're prepared for that. 
the known versus the unknown. In right? your in your reptile brain, you actually feel more secure because you know that you've been through an experience, which allows you the opportunity to think, well, I'll handle it better this time. But here's the reality of that. The excuses or the experiences that you've been through do shape you as to who you are. However, without the desire, you don't ever have to worry about not having me again. Right now, you have access to me directly. You will listen to my podcast, which I've promised you every Tuesday. And as long as people keep showing up and listening, I'm going to keep doing them. So you don't ever have to live without me as your coach or mentor. Here's the other beauty of it. I'm not out to become anything. I hope you guys understand that. I've already done and accomplished so many more things than I ever would have thought that I would have ever accomplished in my life. So like you coming to me and asking me to be your coach is not going to give me a sense of accomplishment in the sense that I would need to tell people about it nor would I brag about it. It would just simply be that that's who I am and that's what I do. And so know that going into it that you're not going to give me any kind of uh, validation or anything else by asking me for my advice it's not going to make me change who I am it's not I'm not going to document our conversation that's for sure but I'm certainly going to just allow it to be what it what, what it is which is to me it's just somebody asking hey can you offer a different perspective on life yeah. which is what a life coach or mentor or what's the word that we've been trying to get back into play these days philosopher right what's the difference between a life coach and a philosopher uh life coach you have more access to to ask questions directly philosophers are usually dead and you have to take it as it is exactly life coaches are alive well, philosophers are dead i know we're getting i'm not going to die to be a philosopher but do you have any more questions for me before i close out the show well uh, not so much on this one but i hope you'll have me back because um your parenting pod intrigued me greatly as you know i raised a whole bunch of kids and uh have lots of questions for you on that Certainly will offer another parenting podcast, and I do know that for most of you out there, you're thinking to yourself, well, what the hell does this guy know? Because all he's had was this, right? Well, Patty has had um, children of all different styles of step, half, whatever, all the different labels that you can put on a kid. She's done it all. So I'm sure she has some real <laughs> interesting questions for me about my parenting advice that I gave on my podcast. However, I do challenge every one of you out there to remember that I'm trying to give you in 20 minutes a synopsis of what's going on in my head. But I'm not giving you all of the details because that would take a lot of time. So, please be patient, baby. Yes, I will give you (laughs) the other chance to operate. But for today, we can go ahead and uh, call the questions a quit, yeah? Yep, I think so. I mean, I have plenty of them, so, you know. We we'll do it again. Forever, but we'll do it again. There's longer. people that want to hear you, so we'll do it again. <laughs> um, but thank you guys for listening. Again, go check out centered.app online on your computer. Use my code Chris20, which it's free to join. But if you'd like to join and be a and pro member, then go ahead and use my code because that'll give you 20% off. And join Overcoming All, which is my coaching program. I can promise you some of the most intelligent most successful people I know are utilizing it right now and that's not because of me that's because it's a great freaking program and not only is it a great program but it also does involve me not for nothing you can also go on there and sign up right now for a 30 minute free private session with me I'm offering it to you at all so go get it all right everybody I am here at some beach in Florida because that's what I do 
and I am here doing a podcast called Conversations with Chris. Today, my special guest was Patty Davis. Thank you, Patty, for being here today. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. We'll see you back next time. Everybody take care. If you have any questions, remember you can reach me through Center.app. Take care and have a great day.